holiday tips, and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My top tip, not all gifts have to be for others. Treat yourself. Crisp Whites Like a Floral Sauvignon Blanc pairs perfectly with shrimp cocktail and other light appetizers. Now that's how you kick off a holiday meal. Most adults smile an average of 20 times a day. Make that 21 for someone you love with the perfect bottle from Total Wine & More. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Total Wine & More. Cheers. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Fandom Vibe. Uh, today's date is, ooh, let's say 7-14, I'm sorry, 7-15-2018, and um, we're going to go ahead and do a little bit of news here. I have a special guest with me for the first time on The Fandom Vibe, but not for the first time on the Nerd Talk Lips Podcast Network. We have John Horsley from spoiler country podcast he was on our infinity war show and i think that's it but we uh that, that's it so far but i will crash as many shows as you want me to crash <laughs> i will happily come crash the show that's right and he's got he's got a lot of other stuff on his plate but uh john if you want to tell him what that is and you're more than welcome to do it i'm i plug away sure sure i do the spoiler country podcast with my co-host kenrick we talk about movies comics whatever we do reviews we talk to creators we talk to industry type and just kind of banter about it uh, i also have another podcast that is currently called y2cl radio with my wife but we are actually changing the name and i'm going to announce that name at comic-con in san diego next week uh that one we just kind of banter about stuff we talk about politics religion parenting stuff like that i actually have a third podcast coming up because i apparently am a glutton for punishment called <laughs> hot takes on lunch breaks where i'm doing with my buddy josh where we're gonna go get lunch uh talk about the food we're having we're gonna pick a topic and like just kind of debate that topic for 30 minutes and then wrap up with the food we had again and call it good and that one's gonna start next month sometime wow yeah so yeah that, that's my that, that's my podcast world i, I i've 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 decided over the years that when I get into one thing, I, I go full force into it. So, Well, you know, typically I, I like to say that I'm like that, but the lack of episodes that I put out does not show that kind of dedication. Um, yeah, we, we, we could compare episodes if you'd like about Nerd Talkers versus Spoiler Country and how long we've both been on a show. Uh-huh. Sure. You know, you got two years You got two years and 80-some episodes or 90-some now? I don't even know. I think it's like 90, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. I just like, I just like giving you shit about it. Oh, all. no. And I appreciate it. I appreciate the shit. <laughs> But no, well, so then you know, there's the the guys from the other the other two from part of our network. They from bridging the geekdoms. They one dude wants to start another show with me. John here wants to start another show with me, where we call it Deej Nuts. So that would be fun. Um, <laughs> just a funny name. <laughs> that and then there's another one where we're gonna talk like uh, I guess I'm gonna show my other nerdy side and talk like conspiracy theories and like coincidences and just crazy shit. Oh, that'd be you cool. Know, like flat earthers and all that weird shit. Not that I'm a flat earther or anything, but I. Uh... You are. We, we, we all know you are. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so they want to call that the Far Side Podcast. Maybe I'm not supposed to say something about that yet. I'm not really sure. But I uh, they want to start that up pretty soon. I have a meeting with those two dudes tomorrow. That's cool, man. I love podcasts because podcasts give you this opportunity to just talk about stuff and like record it for people to hear. And you always find out people have, you know, people want to converse with you about it because it's just, I don't know. I love the fact that I can just talk about topics and let people listen to them. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Dude, I don't want to use the phrase podcast saved my life because I've never been in that sort of situation. But podcast saved me in a time where I was super bored with music. Yeah. And I went through, Dude. I went through like a, uh, I went through this thing. 
because I've always been a humongous Harry Potter fan. I've never said this on the show before, but I've always been a humongous. Dude, Harry Potter is so Harry awesome. Harry Potter is great. So, and at the at the time, right before I became a father for the first time, I had never read all of the books. You know, my rela- right. my relationship with Harry Potter is a strange one. Like I I didn't you know I liked it, then I hated it for a number of years, then I saw a movie and was like, oh man, this that was so interesting and weird. I have no idea. Like, I saw the fifth movie after never seeing any of them except for the first one. So I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening on this shit? That's the worst movie. <laughs> I know. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, I went to the theater to see it because that was what everybody was doing. You right. Know? And I was like, all right. So I sat through it and was like, hmm, this is weird. I don't really get it. And then right. so I drove up to Blockbuster, which is a very old-fashioned phrase. And that is an old-fashioned <laughs> phrase. <laughs> and... um. I rented all f- all four of them that were out prior to that, and I watched them all in w- in a weekend. And I was like, "Well, that was awesome." Nice. And then my dad yeah. wanted to go see the fifth one again, and I was like, "Sure." Now that I know what the fuck is going on, you know, I'll go and watch it. Right. <laughs> and I became so obsessed with it that like I had to know what happened in books six and seven because they were already out. Right. You had to read them. You had to get done. Or book six was coming <laughs> out, or something like that, and I had to know what was going on. But I'm a lazy yeah. reader, so like I, it took a few years before I got through them, and I was so obsessed with them. Like when the movie came out, I was able to compare for the first time, and, and right. do all that stuff. And I became such a huge Harry Potter nerd, and I just loved it. Like I was such a preachy dude. So I was, and then finally, <laughs> finally, a few years later, I was like, I'm gonna read the books, but I didn't have time to. So I went to my library, and they had all of them on ta- on CD. Oh yes. So, which version? The American version or the British version? It was Jim Dale. Okay. See, I I, I like the Stephen Fry version, the British one. I like that. I mean, Jim Dale does good, but I like the Stephen Fry one better. Right. I've not actually never even listened to them to compare. I've listened to the Jim Dale ones countless times now. But when when I did that, you know, I deliver pizzas for a living. You know, which everybody on the show should know. Um, so I don't have a ton of time when you're delivering pizzas and working forty hours a week, dude. You don't have time to read shit. Um, no, you don't. So you don't. I, I just decided to consume them this way, and yeah, that's a lot of fucking books, man. Like it's a lot of audio listening. It's a lot of uh, of time to give to set aside for uh, one series. <laughs> well, yeah, not not to mention that all you're doing in the car every time I go on a delivery, I would just listen to a man speak words for twenty minutes at a time, and I I, I, I pounded through, you know, all seven Harry Potter books this way. And after right. I was done, you know, it's like when you binge a series, like a nine-season series, and after you're done, you're like, what the fuck do I do with my life now? <laughs> so that was, the, that was the problem I was facing. I was like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I couldn't just re-binge it because I just consumed it, and I had a lot to think about because the books are vastly different. And then, so I'm like, what the fuck do I do? So thank God for Spotify because Spotify, you know, it has everything and right. I came. I, I was. I just decided I was going to start binging stand-up comedy. So I go. did that for a while because I couldn't listen to music. Music was just wasn't doing it for me. I needed someone talking in my ear. And then I listened to every comedian that you could ever fucking imagine, <laughs> and <laughs> in a, such a short amount of time. And then I was like totally left with nothing. And I was like, well, right. um, I guess I'm going to give podcasts a try. So that that's what led me into this world, like, yeah. And I, I sort of started finding all sorts of shows that I liked, and what you know, I, I weeded it all out, and then, you know, it wasn't it wasn't. And that, short, that's how we became friends, podcasting. Right, absolutely. You know, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't long after that. Like like my co-host on Nerdtalkalypse, Lane, he he was a truck driver, 
And he would call, that dude would call me every fucking day without fail. <laughs> and we would just talk like, did you hear what happened in the Superman movie? Man of Steel was so good. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then before you knew it, he was like, hey, let's hang out every Monday when I'm off. And I'm like, okay. And then we would sit there, there and go. just talk to each other about nerdy shit. And I'm like, dude, we should start a fucking podcast because... You should record this and other people be a part of it, too. Yeah, and I was like, so that's that's <laughs> essentially how the show was born, just based out of my own liking for Harry Potter, essentially. like. So we have Harry Potter, we have J.K. Rowling to blame for, the, for your shows. Pretty, Got pretty it. much. <laughs> In so, two things real quick. Two things real quick. One to back up. Do you realize the Harry Potter series is 127 and a half hours long on audiobook? Damn. That's how much time you waste listening to. I mean, me too. I've I listened to all of them multiple times myself as well. But it's 127 hours total. I mean, that's insane. John, the reality of it is that it's more earth shattering to me to know that I've delivered pizzas for more than 127 hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, what what the fuck, man? Hey, man. Whatever you know. Whatever. Whatever pays the bills and whatever whatever you got to do to make things happen is, is is cool by me. You know, I don't I, I don't ever. I always, my opinion of jobs is you do what you do for the reasons you do them for, and that's what it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Delivering pizzas is a good gig. Don't let anybody tell you any different. No, it is. My, my cousin delivered pizzas for a long time, uh, up into his late mid to late 30s, because he could set his own hours pretty much, because he was there for a long time. He could get a bunch of tips for the, all the tips to help him out, and it helped him uh, further his career into photography, and now he's doing now he's producing films. Right. Uh, you, you do what you do to make ends meet, and it's not a bad thing. I don't think any job's a bad job, to be honest. Right, and if it's, it's, if, it's pay, if it's paying you money, and you're able to afford what you want to do, and you're not killing yourself, hey, man, whatever. And it's really great for people who play Pokemon Go and all that stuff. All right, there you, you ready to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's get back. I mean, we're, we're totally off topic here. Yeah, but, it's I mean, okay. I gave people a little bit of history lesson that, that not many people know. I haven't really ever talked about that on the show. Yeah, well, I mean, and if, and if you're gonna bring me on a show, you, you gotta realize it's gonna get off topic. That's right. That's at just, least one. At least once. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, I have a little bit of news for everybody here, and that's you know that's what the fandom vibe is—just a little bit of a news show. We're gonna talk about a couple of things here. John's gonna comment on what he knows and what or what I don't know, things like that, and then we're gonna say see yeah. you later. Till next time. Yeah. So let's go ahead let's do and it. rock and roll right into the DC Universe news. Uh, it seems as though the DC Universe streaming service is confirmed to be releasing in the fall, which means the premiere for Titans as well. Yes, and the everything else they're doing. They have announced they're doing a uh, a big event at San Diego Comic-Con next week, like an immersive event. Like They've rented out, like, uh, I mean, it's, they've, they're calling it its own little DC Universe convention at San Diego Comic-Con next week. Oh, interesting. So I've got... I, I registered for that. Uh, it's not. It's free. So is it, they have like they have like rooms set up for each of the shows they're doing. Like they have, they have a Nightwing room for Titans. They have a Harley Quinn room. They have a, a Swamp Thing room. A Doom Patrol room. Like, I mean, it's it looks pretty intense. And then they have a whole like thing set up to talk about all the comics you can read on it, the movies you can watch on it, the other shows you can watch on it. It's it's pretty awesome. I'm I'm pretty excited to go uh, to go there and and immerse myself in DC Universe because this whole. Uh, this whole thing sounds pretty awesome to me because I love DC a lot. <laughs> Dude, so wait, so you're actually going to San Diego Comic-Con? Hell yeah, man. I got I, I go every year. Well, I've, I went last year and I went this year. And I've gone several times. But yeah, we go we go for Spoiler Country for the podcast. We go down there and we do interviews and, and news and reviews and all that kind of fun stuff. If you want me to, to slip you some news articles from Comic-Con next week for your show here, I'm happy to do that. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm down with that. 
<laughs> you can have some Comic Con exclusive. I'll even record you some audio and send it to you to use. That sounds great to me. I'm I'm trying to get some. I'm trying to cover it as it comes out, but I don't have a ton of time to do it. So I, I uh, that would be yeah. fantastic. Happily happy to do it. Happy <laughs> to do it. Uh, at DC Universe, there, it's it's supposed to release, I believe, in um, I think that it's early October is the last thing I heard on the on the press release forums. Interesting. So, well, that's awesome. I can't. Yeah. Dude, I cannot wait for that Titan show. It's going to be nuts. Dude, I will be signing up for that service day one. <laughs> Day one, I'm, I'm signing up because, dude, Titans looks amazing. I mean, I don't, I don't care about the stupid like people are making fun of the Beast Boy costume and the, the Starfire costume, whatever. whatever. Like th- those were behind, those were like candid shots from someone's cell phone. But if you look at like the Nightwing costume, the Robin costume, all, every all of the official costumes, they look amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I don't, ba- I don't have a problem with any of it that, that's coming out. I was sold no. on this service the moment that they told me comics were going to be available on it. I was like, oh, dude, yeah, that sounds great. Dude, I was actually sold when they when it was when, as soon as I heard Swamp Thing was going to be a live action show. I'm like, done. I love I'm in. Swamp Thing. I, I dude, Swamp Thing is one of the greatest underrated mainstream characters out there. Absolutely. Have you seen Justice League Dark? I have not. Oh I God, bought it when dude. it came out Watch it as soon as possible. <laughs> so this is what. Funny story, I bought it when it came out on Voodoo, right? And then I forgot that I bought it for like months and months and months. I keep going, oh, I have, I have, I have Justly Dark to watch. And then I'll watch something else or I won't have time. And then I, I then I forget about it. Then you bring it up. I'm like, shit, I should watch that Dude, now. you got to watch. Swamp Thing does some hoss ass fucking shit in that movie. Nice. I was like, nice. that I, was the moment that I realized I was sold on Swamp Thing. Like, I knew I liked Swamp Thing. Yeah. But I never knew how badass he was until I saw that movie. And then I bought Injustice oh, 2 and was like, what the fuck, dude? Swamp Thing is a fucking monster. Yeah, man. You should read uh, either. either I, you should do both. But read Alan Moore's Swamp Thing from the 80s. It's it's fantastic. And then uh, Zack Snyder, not, not Zack Snyder, Scott Snyder's Swamp Thing from New 52 is also really, really good. Interesting. Interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so listen, I have a question for you. You might know the answer to this. All right. Speaking of San Diego Comic-Con and all that yeah. good stuff, there there's some rumors about the elusive Snyder Cut of the Justice League. And the person speaking in this article that I'm about to read is referred to as Olivia. I, I don't know what the, his first name is. It's either John or Jay. Do you know that answer? Uh, I don't know the name of the person who is in it, but I do – I have – I have no insiders. All I have is my feelings of what I've read and what I've I've know about it is that there. All right. Well, hold people on. People wouldn't Let, still. Let's okay, just okay, go, go ahead, ahead go and ahead. read this, and then you can comment. Okay. On, yeah. On yeah. What's going on. So it says the Snyder cut of Justice League is still on fans' minds, and the recent rumor in or this recent rumor indicates that Snyder might be working on it as we speak. Though a frequent collaborator of Snyder has put the rumor to rest. A a rumor recently made the rounds. That Snyder, who is working on his next film, The Last Photograph, had been working on finishing his cut of Justice League for the last seven months. The theory was based on the fact that Snyder had finished a rough cut of the film um, to screen for Warner Brothers before changes were made and reshoots started, and that the cut that and that cut would have been the original vision for the movie. Whoever this Olivia person is, I believe it's Jay Olivia, something like that. Um, they're quoted saying it's clickbait. Anyone who who says they have reliable sources, quote unquote, usually have it wrong. Whenever I cite my source, it's pretty much um, from the person who I'm talking about, whether it's Zach, Jeff Johns, Patty Jenkins, Ben Affleck, Taika Waititi, Kevin Feige, etc., etc. It's all firsthand. Now, 
Olivia isn't saying there isn't a Snyder Cut, mind you. He's saying that Snyder hasn't been working to finish that cut over the past seven months. Olivia has previously said that there is a Snyder Cut, and as Snyder's editing process is to pretty much put a movie together as he goes along, opting not to do much of the editing and post-production. He's quoted again saying, Other than incomplete VFX and maybe some reshoots for hookups, everything was shot... That was storyboarded. Olivia wrote, Zach isn't the kind of director who creates the film in the edit bay. It's all planned out very meticulously from beginning to end. That's how Man of Steel and Batman v Superman were done. So, Olivia went back and forth a bit with Mark Hughes on Twitter, and I believe Mark Hughes is from Collider or something like that, um, about the existence of this cut. And while it does need a polish and VFX, the core film is there. He said, I think they are responding to people saying that the Snyder Cut prior to Whedon's involvement does not exist and is not a cohesive story because Zack left. Olivia said it may be, it may not be 100% polished, but all of the planned scenes were shot and edited into a full timeline. That being said, there is a rumor that, um, that Warner Brothers is uh, basically going to announce that this exists at Comic-Con next week. Right, and that, that wouldn't surprise. That would I would I would not be surprised by that. I wouldn't be either. But I I had read a thing a few weeks ago that said something along the lines of like they're worried about putting it into full scale production on onto DVD and Blu-ray because they're worried that it'll cost too much to do and blah 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 blah. But if they release it digitally, it costs virtually nothing. Exactly, and people can get it on Vudu or however the fuck you get your movies digitally right. and that you know end of story and i think they'll make a fucking shitload of money if they did it that way they could to fucking sell they that w- shit for 20 bucks and they would make millions like i would buy that film on voodoo or on actually i would do voodoo because that's what i use right i would buy it even though i don't like Zack snyder because <laughs> i'd want to see, see that fucking movie like yeah i want to see what he, he intended there because a lot of a lot of the storylines, a lot of the, the plot elements that were set up in Man of Steel and BVS kind of fell off and then Justice League became a, a different type of movie, which is what it, it was what it was. But I'm, I'd just be curious to see what his, you know, how his vision was for that movie, because I, I, it has to be different. I mean, we all know it was different, right? Well, yeah. I mean, scenes shot at night and, and, all, and all sorts of shit, plus all the stuff they've claimed. Dude, this movie's so fucking divisive. Even more so than The Last Jedi, and that's fucking saying something. This movie's so divisive. Every day, there is somebody new saying something about this fucking movie. Right. I mean, and it all started with BVS, right? I mean, Man of Steel came out, and it was, it was what it was, I and mean, people loved it, hated it, but it was ultimately, it was, received, it was received relatively well. BVS was like a movie that split people in half. Like, it made a good amount of money. It had some reviews that were good. A lot of people... Like, actually, this is what I said. Something I said about this movie on a podcast of ours recently was, and it's it's true. I think it's true for a lot of films is that there's these the the small minority of haters will always speak louder than the large majority of, of people who love a film. Right? It's it, it's totally true, especially in, in, when it comes to like BVS or Justice League and stuff like that. But I think you can sit here and see that the, the amount of people that are wanting you know the hashtag release a Snyder cut and, and going over this for the last several years or year or so. It shows that you know there's a huge fandom out there that did like these movies and that did follow them. I mean, they made you know, I'm sorry, but a movie that makes 800 million dollars is not a failure. I don't care what I don't care what anybody says, right? right? And I would love to see the Snyder cut, not because I'm like 
don't know. I, 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 I see things. The more I watch the old other movies, the more I see, okay, there's things being set up. I want to see where they go. And Justice League doesn't give me that climax. It doesn't, doesn't give me that ending that I want. And, you know, as somebody who vocally, and if you listen to our podcast, my, my podcast, Sport Country, you've heard me vocally say, I don't think Zack Snyder was the right person to head up the DCEU. But I still want to see his, his version of the movie because it's another version of the film that I can see. It's the same reason why I watched the ultimate cut of of super of, uh, of BVS and Suicide Squad. It's the same reason why I'll watch the super duper cut of Deadpool 2 because I want to see, okay, there's more to this movie. Let me see it. Let me have it. I mean, let me consume that content. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, yeah. I, now I don't – I can wrap my mind around some things. I don't know. I heard something recently, I guess, within the past like five months – I don't really know how true it is, but I heard that um, when movies get made, let, let all right, let's let's say Justice League Mortal. Justice League Mortal was a film that was coming out. Um, I don't know. Let's say some odd eight years ago. I'm not sure exactly when it was structured to come out, but it was it, Justice League Mortal was like early 2000s. Okay. All right. So I heard. I don't know how true this is, but when a movie comes out like that, they had, dude, for Justice League Mortal, they had a cast. They had costumes. They had fucking sets oh, yeah. made. They had all this shit done, and it costed a fuckload of money. And then and it, it fizzled and, and, it and faded fizzled away. And faded away, exactly. Now, I heard that when the next movie that comes out that has the same title, maybe not Justice League Mortal, but a Justice League title, that it gets basically a demerit of that spending budget. That that spending really? budget gets added to the debt of the new film coming out. May maybe. I mean the, and the studios gonna, the studios are always going to try and recoup their money somehow. Right. And it seems like something that they would do for fucking tax purposes or some bullshit like Right, cuz if you look at I mean, if you look at taxes, Star Wars and New Hope is still not making money. Right. When it's like the second most highest grossed movie of all time, or something like that, if you for, if you adjust for if you adjust for inflation, but it's still in the red, and so are all those movies. That's why a lot of people who signed on for percentage of profits for the, like the first three Star Wars movies have never received a check because those movies are technically in the red due to uh, fancy accounting. Right, exactly. So, and now I'm there, this has never been confirmed. No one's ever. I don't know how this shit works. Like, I don't even know if a fucking if the actors. Wages are included in the budget of a film when Vox Office Mojo puts that shit on there. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> they are. I can tell you that okay, they are. Well, that's good. That. Like, so, so that's great. So that means that that, that if Justice League got slammed with three hundred million dollars going into it, that yeah, no wonder Warner Brothers is like fuck. Like, what the fuck do we do now? Right, right. I mean, if, if they are if they are adding the cost of the Justice League Mortal movie that failed into this movie, it's like well. I mean, it's not really fair to judge this movie's budget on a movie that failed that people got paid for. But I mean, I get trying to work your work, you know, work your mojo with an accounting to get to recoup costs and shit. But that's not going to help make this movie better or not, or not going to help make it successful or not. Basically, exactly. And what I think needs to happen is that they need to just fucking cut their losses, put out the fucking Snyder, could give everybody what they want. All right. And whether or not that proves anything, who the fuck knows? Snyder's cut could be shit. Right, it could be. You know what I mean? It could be, but it could also it could also be amazing. Who it knows? It very well could be. But here's here's my thing: is it so wanted that people are going to watch it and be like, "Fuck, that was amazing," regardless of what it is? Is anybody going to watch yeah. the Snyder cut unbiased? 
No, but I mean, ultimately, they could put out the center cut as is right now with the unfinished VFX, and people would still buy it. Absolutely, and people would still say it was I would still buy it. Maidens. Exactly, and it's not. It, it's it's crazy because like you, you could just put out almost anything like for the for fans like you know you and me and other people, and we'll we'll, we'll consume it. I mean, fuck, I bought Bat- Harley Quinn and Batman the cartoon, and that was. You know, amazing. But <laughs> listen, listen. I bought- Regardless, the, here here's how I I see it. Because I I don't know. I Last Jedi was a fucking awful movie. <laughs> All right, I it had its moments. I hated it. Now, right, mind you, my my buddy Aaron, who's who's my resident Star Wars expert, he sends me a video. All right, now, all right. Spoilers for Last Jedi if you haven't seen it. The the. Um, Princess Leia scene where she's fucking floating in space that everybody hated. Super Leia. Super Leia. So they took that movie or that moment and they spliced it together with the moment where fucking Laura Dern's character, um, you know, goes goes hyperspeed through the fucking ship. Yeah. And they just basically made it look like Leia, like Leia flew through a ship. <laughs> and I was like, that would have been cool. I was, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, dude, that fixes the fucking whole movie for me. Like, if that happened in the right. movie, I would have literally shit my pants in the theater. <laughs> right, that would have been awesome. I would have been like, that's so the it's most funny. badass shit ever. So, like, it totally, you know, I can totally see the point. Right. I, uh, my, uh, uh, my buddy Nick, who's a long time, I've known this guy since, like, freaking seventh grade, right? Like, 1995 or something like that. And uh, he's, he's the biggest Star Wars fan that I know. Like, he, we used to watch Star Wars and New Hope and the old ones, and he would be sitting next to me reciting every single line, right? Uh-huh. Like, that's how big of it. He's read, he's read the books. He's read the comics. He's played the games. And on uh, one, of the, one of my shows, I did a uh, last Jedi review with him. So, like, I really want to know what he has to say about this movie, right? And I was expecting him to hate it and to bash it, and he didn't. Like... He didn't love it, but he didn't hate it. He was like, it, it was what it was, and here's why it's it's here's here's things that was that was good about that movie. And I was like, I mean, I, I see your point, but I wholly expected this longtime Star Wars fan to hate the movie, and he just didn't. Well, that's what we did. We you know we we sat around. We always have like the same five people on for Star Wars. You know what I mean? We got my buddy Brandon, yeah. we got Robbie, we got Aaron, me, and Lane. And Lane and I did not like it. You know, one bit. Yeah. Robbie, he's a big Star Wars fan. He was on the fence. And then we got my buddy Aaron, who fucking loved it, and my buddy Brandon, who fucking loved it. So I said, okay, here's how we're going to structure this show. You guys are going to tell us why the movie was fucking good, because otherwise, it was total garbage. At right, the end right. of the show, we were maybe pivoting on it being okay. Yeah. And yeah. See, I walked still, away, like, from, I walked away from the same way. It didn't sit right with me, man. I don't know. It's a weird fucking movie. It is. It's a weird movie. Like, I, I, if you know, if anybody wants to listen to the the review with Nick and me, I'll, it's on the Watch the Radio Show. But I, I went into that thinking one thing because I'd already done a review with with Kenrick on this. But like, at the end of it, I was like, okay, I get what they were trying, what, what Ryan Johnson was trying to do with that movie. I get the points he was trying to make. I just don't think the execution was quite fully there. And like, I feel like the whole. I mean, obviously, the whole point of that movie is. Out with the old, in with the new. Essentially, to, to, to dumb it down to a stupid little phrase, right? It's it's out with the old, in with the new, and but I, I felt like it wasn't respectful enough to the old fans. Like it, it totally like was it was basically a big middle finger to the old fans, like saying, "All right, you know what? Fuck the legacy. Fuck everything you guys have learned for the last thirty years, forty years that you love and, and love." But we're going to go into a new direction now with with these new characters. Which I was like, 
I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea for Star Wars to go with new characters and to like break away from the Skywalker curse and to get get into this new era of the Star Wars universe. It is. I don't think the way they did it was very. It was you know they had to expect pushback on the way they did it. You know. Oh, I agree. Definitely. I just uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, there's there's a Star Wars rant for we, you. Yeah, right? we di- we digress. Definitely. <laughs> All right. So speaking. Getting back to the DC universe and and all of its problems or or whatever you want to call them, um, right, right. DC, I guess, is is rumored to be focusing more or more or less on only standalone films in the future um, over right. crossovers and crossovers. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and read this. So it says, to this point, the universe based on DC Comics has had a bit of a rough time getting started. The Zack Snyder led projects um, had a decent box office supporter for a spell. Um, but critics tore most of the movies apart, and the DCEU short sort of fizzled out with Justice League. Wonder Woman remains the only film from the connected universe considered a major success. Though this tough run has put a giant question mark on the future of DC films, but a new rumor suggests that going forward, Warner Brothers and DC will focus on standalone movies, which we're seeing a lot of as far as the, uh, the DC Black Label that they're putting out. And the Elseworld stories and stuff like that, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah, and they they basically not want to worry so much about connecting everything together like Marvel is doing because DC is vastly different from Marvel. So that I th- I think this is the right direction. But yeah, Daniel R, the Twitter user who had a, who has a knack for sharing solid DC movie news, spilled a new take this week. He said the future is standalone with very few crossovers. He tweeted. Probably for the best. I trust Patty Jenkins. I trust James Wan, and I trust Matt Matt Reeves and Sandberg to deliver their own great standalone superhero movies. Then someday down the road they'll cross over again, and this time they'll make it work. I agree. You with know, that. I, I I do too to an extent. Uh, I I do want to back up and comment on one thing that was in the beginning of what you said. There is it. You know, it talks about, uh, and this is something I hear online all the time. And it's one of the things. First, let me preface this by saying I'm not a huge fan of the DC movies that have been coming out for various reasons, but that's a whole other story. However, uh, people say you know they're, they 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 have decent box office support for a little bit, then but critics hate them. Like the whole they have a decent box office for. I mean, out of the five DC movies that have come out, they average 753 million dollars worldwide apiece. That's not decent. That's damn good for a movie. Damn right, that's damn you know, good. yeah. Like that's damn good for a five movie average. Like. They don't. They don't have. You know, they, their biggest one is BVS, like eight seventy three. Their lowest one is Justice League at six fifty seven, which is kind of sad that Justice League is the lowest, right? But right. anyways, but an average for five movies would be seven fifty. That's really freaking good. Dude, that's over three you know? billion dollars for five movies. Yeah, that's al- that, that's almost four billion for five movies. Right. And so, so for anyone to sit and say, "Oh, they're they're you know they're box office failures," they're not. Like they're not. End of story. They're not. The, and critics hate him. That's 100% true. Critics don't like him besides Wonder Woman. That's the only one critics like, which is for whatever well, reason. I mean, don't Wonder Woman's great. like anything. I, dude. Right. Oh, man. If I, had, if I could make one thing come true, man, I would fucking abolish Rotten Tomatoes. Dude, I, I, like, I, I don't like movie critics. I like movie reviews that talk about the, what, what they liked about the movies and like their thoughts on the movies and opinions, kind of like how, how I, I see some podcasts do them, you know? But as far as actual movie critics go and stuff like that, it's like... They just, I feel like, 
it's bandwagoner, right? It, and I'm probably going to catch hate for saying this, but I feel like a lot of movie critics and a lot of people online who talk about comic book movies are bandwagoners. It's cool to like the Marvel movies. It's not cool to like DC movies. It's not cool to like the non-Disney Marvel movies. It's not cool to like anything from Fox unless it's Deadpool, right? right. Even if it's a good movie, it's not cool to like it or talk about it. It's cool to love the MCU, and it's totally cool to hate on DC Comics. It's not cool to hate on Wonder Woman because she's it's the first female superhero, big budget, whatever. That's not cool. But it's totally cool to bash on Superman and Batman because they're old and outdated. I mean, it, I don't know. It's 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 this whole thing, this whole economy of of fans where it's like it's cool to like this, not cool to like this. So we're gonna be vocal about these things that we love and we hate, even though a lot of the people who may hate DC stuff online or the Warner Bros stuff online have watched it and don't actually hate it that as much as they say they do but it's just it's cool to hop on that bagwagon and i've got i've been caught up in that before where it's it's you know it's very easy to be funny and joke around and bash things right it's super easy to be negative right super easy but i really i really wholeheartedly feel that if and this is hard to say and hard to do if someone can be objective about these movies they're gonna find that not all the Marvel movies are amazing as people say they are and not all the dc movies are as bad as people say they are like there's there's good things and bad things in each, in, in each section there. I will say, overall, the MCU is a, a much more cohesive, better universe than has been in in you know the DCU, and that's that's it's just it's, it's just true. But the DC movies aren't as bad as everybody wants them not to. Now, with that being said, I think the standard the the idea of going to standalone movies and then maybe connecting them in the future once they have built up these characters is the way to go. It's a hundred percent the way they should have done it from the beginning. They should have made standalone movies, maybe some crossovers, and maybe have you know Superman show up in a Batman movie for a scene for a cameo or whatever or or not. But them jumping into BVS, them jumping into to just as they be in the fifth one in this universe, that's too quick. That is way too fast. I agree. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting. And I've, I've 100% said for years that DC has this Elseworlds thing they've done in the comics for years, which is amazing. And they have the perfect way to sit there and make and to put out three or four Batman movies with different actors and have a reason for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Why the hell couldn't, why, why, why couldn't they do something like that? You know, I, I'm, I'm excited right. to see Matt Reeves' Batman movies. I, you know, and there's rumors that now that they might not be part of the DCEU, and that's fine with me. Yeah, it's fine with me too. I mean, I would love to see you know, do give me a Gotham by Gaslight live action movie. Uh, give me uh, a Speeding Bullets movie. Give me take oh, one of the, dude, I all, would be any, awesome. dude. If they did a Speeding Bullets movie, I would literally shit my pants. Yeah, right? I love that shit. Like that 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 book is not is not the greatest story out there, but the idea of that story is one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. Right? Put put Kal-El crashing in Gotham and becoming Batman. Yes, please. Absolutely. That's a, you know what I mean. Right? It's the same concept. It's telling somebody that has no idea. You know, they have a basic knowledge of Batman. Be like, yeah, well, there's a universe out there where, you know, where uh, the Flash changes everything and Batman's dad becomes fucking Batman. Bruce Wayne dies and his mom's the Joker. And everyone's like, holy shit, yeah. dude, that's nuts. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, let me see that shit. And that's. And that's one of the biggest differences between, like, in the comic books, DC and Marvel. Like, Marvel does stuff like that. Marvel has multiple universes, just like DC does. But I've always felt, as a comic book reader, that DC's handled the multi, the multiple universes and, like, the multiple Earths thing cleaner and much better than Marvel has. Marvel's always been very... I, I don't know. They've, I, I love a lot of Marvel stuff, but I feel like they don't handle the alternate versions of things very well. Uh-huh. And I felt like 
with DC with the the Earth One, the Earth Two, the Crisis events they've done, the uh, the multiple Earths events they've done, the Elseworld stuff they have, like the they have different worlds with different types of superheroes. They've handled those very well to where you can have your mainline continuity, and then you can also have this this continuity that where the superheroes are still in the Golden Age, and it it, it works. Yeah. And, and they we know it can they be tell done these stories. Action. We know it because fucking Flash yeah. does it pretty goddamn well. Yeah, they do. It flashes it pretty well, pretty damn well. Yeah, like so, it's not going to get much better than that. But if, the, if it had, if Flash had a fucking movie budget every goddamn time, then maybe they could fucking right? do it well. So maybe they should start looking at Jeff Jones being like, "Hey, what are you doing right over there?" And you know what I mean? Fucking yeah. bring that shit over <laughs> here, because you know what the fuck? We have giant fucking directors coming in, and they're like, "Oh," and they just do nothing. Like, right? The fuck makes no sense. Well, to me. I, th- I don't understand. Well, I mean, and Warner Brothers has to learn how to trust their directors. A little bit. I'd say I mean, so. It doesn't make any sense to me how a show like fucking Legends of Goddamn Tomorrow can still be better than a fucking big budget movie. <laughs> Which and I fucking right, hate Legends of Tomorrow. Dude, but it's so fun though. It's so like it's it's so well done and fun. Whether you like it or not, it's 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 done well. I don't know, man. You know, I, I wasn't. I was. I wish you could have been there the moment that I found out that Bebo was the one who killed Malice. I was like. <laughs> I, Come on, Bebo. I was no, I was literally uh, like, like <laughs> opening my Christmas presents and seeing a pile of shit. Nice. I was so upset. I was like, I'm not watching that, and I didn't. I, I've stuck to my guns. I will not. I, I think Bebo is the worst That's... thing to happen to television ever. Would you rather have Batmite show up? I would rather have anything other than Bebo and fucking <laughs> motherfucking dark. <laughs> Dude, Damien Dark is the most boring villain they've had in the Arrowverse. It's horrible. I swear. I, I don't... I mean, the actor who plays him does a good job playing that role. I just don't like it. He's awful. Right? I fucking hate yeah, it's, this, Yeah, it's an awful character. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the reason why it took me so long to watch Arrow after that season, because I just got so drained on him. Yeah, I just... Ugh, God, dude. I yeah. don't know. Anyway, so speaking of standalone movies, uh, it's it's looking like uh, the Joker movie starring Joaquin Phoenix is officially happening now. It was up for for speculation for fucking ever. Yeah, it was. uh, Now it's it's actually a go. So the the origin movie based on the Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix in the title role will go into production in September in New York. Um, Director Todd Phillips co-wrote the script with Scott Silver. And according to the announcement, Warner Brothers decided or describes the Joker as being an exploration of a man disregarded by society. That is not only a gritty character study, but also a broader cautionary tale, Um, which whatever. That's just like watching late night television and having them tell you that food is savory. Um, mm, so savory. <laughs> yeah, right? And it makes you want to fucking go out and get it. Anyway, um, there's no official release date yet for the Joker, which will carry a significantly lower price tag to produce um, than most recent superhero movies. THR pegs it around $55 million, which is right in the neighborhood of the $30 million to $75 million estimates that had been tossed around since rumors of the film started to percolate. Rumor has it the film will go into production in September in New York. Okay, so, yes. Yeah. So... I have I'm mixed on this on the on this man like I'm I'm all game for them doing a Walking Phoenix Joker movie like that's cool like I don't care about the being connected to the universe I mean because no matter what they can they can make they can make it connected through multiple Earths or through the the whole multiple Joker theory right yeah absolutely. but part of what makes the Joker such a cool character is he doesn't have an origin right I mean there's been there's like, rumors that this movie is going to be an adaptation of the Killing Joke which I'm fine with. Ugh. That's like one of the worst Batman stories of all time. I like the Killing Joke. I don't. I don't mind it. I think it's interesting. 
I think it is. I think it overtly tries to be shocking, and it. I don't know. Like, there's not. I mean, spoilers for Killing Joke, but the Joker dies at the end of that. Right. Right. Like, the Joker. Gets, Batman kills the Joker in that. Uh, well, I mean, they allude to it. They don't really show it, but they. I mean, he kills the Joker in that one, right? And it's. It uses. I don't know, it uses uh, Barbara Gordon as a crutch for for Jim Gordon. It it's, she becomes an object uh, only to tor- terrorize Jim. It's. I mean, are you I mean, talking not, about the comic book? Or are you talking about the movie? The comic book. Okay. I mean, it's, it's the movie's. I mean, the, the only really difference in the comic and the movie is that comic doesn't have the Batman Barbara Gordon love scene. Right. right? There's no there's no sex scene. There's no. Well, the only thing that the, uh, romance for me the only <clears> thing that the movie actually did was give Batman a reason to be at Arkham. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it made but no like, fucking sense. Yeah, it's not a bad story. It's not a bad Batman story. It's just not one of my favorites, right? It's just not one of my. Well, it's not one of my. It's not my go-to. It's, just, it's definitely. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting. Um, take on an origin, and I would like to see it in live action if that's the way they're going to go. Otherwise, I, I really don't know. And and you know, as a, as a nerd, I'm not proud to say that I have just recently watched Michael Keaton's Batman movie. What? Yeah, for the first time. Yes. Or I like what are you like twelve? You don't have a chance to see it when you're a kid. I just I don't know. I just never watched it like <laughs> until recently, and I I watched it. And I, <laughs> I I'm surprised at how much of the Killing Joke was actually in that movie. Like, yeah, I mean they used they they borrowed a lot from that, and they they uh, I mean I've always loved the name the fact they they named him Jack Napier right, and they Jack Nicholson was so great in that role, and like I don't know. I hope what they do is they make an origin movie out of this, but it's not. It's like an origin movie with multiple choice, right? Like they don't quite narrow down how he became Joker. It's like I hope they allude to things. They don't like answer questions. They make more questions because the Joker needs to be a character that has questions that need to be answered that don't get answered. I don't know why this. That's is what such makes the Joker scary. Like for, right? for people to to grasp, like you know everything that Gotham is doing, great. Keep it coming. I fucking love it, but. You know what I mean? People are still like, but the Joker, man, the Joker doesn't have a name, blah, blah, blah. Like, I fucking know, but it's still really good shit. So, like, if you can make it good, then fi- I'm fine with it. Exactly, exactly. It's, I don't know, just do it in a matter that's, uh, I don't know. The Joker needs to be terrifying and scary, and he needs to be, part of that terrifying and scariness that comes out of him is the fact that nobody knows who he is or where he came from. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so let's move on to the last DC thing here. It's a short, sweet, to the point thing. Uh, it looks like Dwayne Johnson has officially confirmed that Black Adam will not cameo in Shazam, which is disappointing as fuck. Um, I don't believe it. You don't think it's going to happen? You think he's actually going to do it? Yeah, I don't. I, he, he, Dwayne Johnson has been teasing this role of Black Adam for too many years for him not to have like at least an after credit scene in the movie. Uh, yeah, probably. You're probably right. It's probably just like you a, know, uh, what's that word? For it's it? a ruse. Yeah, a it's ruse. a ruse. It's it's a it's it's a it's it's trying to get you. To, oh, he's not going to be in it to make it to get headlines to to get stuff out there. But he's been teasing this way too long for it not for him not to at least show up in it somewhere it's just i don't believe it i don't buy it i think it's i think it's i think he should have just kept his goddamn mouth shut yeah just don't say anything right yeah let it fucking happen like dude dude could you imagine the world what it would have been like if somebody was actually expecting to see fucking red skull in infinity war oh i know right (laughs) but no Uh, like that was a shock (laughs) it was a huge shock and it was so well received so like Maybe he yeah, just kept yeah. his fucking mouth shut. I am expecting Henry Cavill to show up. 
Yeah, I think I think you will too, and I, I hope so because that'll be great. Absolutely, that'll be nice. I'm I'm thoroughly looking forward to seeing the trailer for that and Aquaman. Next yeah, week. yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm actually really excited for Shazam. I mean, I, I've always loved Captain Marvel, uh, always, and I, I'm excited to get a movie with the that it looks like they're taking some time to respect the character some in it. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, for that. I'm not too thrilled with uh, Zachary Levi, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think he's a little. Scrawny. I think. Yeah, but I think him as a char- as an actor has really kind of tr- tried to embrace Shazam as much as possible, and has really done a good job of like uh, trying to to respect the that character a lot. So I think even though he is a little scrawny for the role, I mean whatever, I think he'll, it'll come out, it'll come through in the acting, where it'll be okay. Listen, I I can agree to that, and uh, this is all I'm going to say about it because I've we you know Lane and I did a review last week, but. Um, it's never been more clear to me how important it is that the character is portrayed right, regardless of who the actor is, until I watched Han Solo. <laughs> I haven't seen that one listen, yet. So. Listen to me. Listen to me, John. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I was so worried. So worried going into it. Right, yeah, I think everybody was. You know, and, and I walked, you know, I was sold on Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo within the first 10 seconds of the movie. There you go. You know, and and, I mean, and that's what it is. It's not about the actor who played it. It's about the actor playing the character. If yeah. he can nail it, how, it's how, fine. Yep. And I, I think Zachary Levi is going to, do, going to do a good job. I honestly do. So I have new restored faith in Zachary Levi. However, I'm just not sold on his look just yet. I'll have to, I can't wait to see the trailer. I'm hoping that it's to a be little fair, bit more than just a teaser. To be fair, the Shazam costume is supposed to be a little bright and corny, all right? It's supposed I'm to fine be. With it. I think it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I, you know, I, I understand. Dude, the, the fucking, he's called the big cheese for Christ's sakes. Like, like <laughs> right. you know, whatever. I'm just, I'm more worried about people getting confused because that movie comes out a month after Captain Marvel comes out. That's, that's kind of ironic to me, to be honest, that, that it's coming out that close, that close to Captain Marvel when Marvel stole the Captain Marvel name from, well, not from DC, but it was from, uh, from, um, Fawcett comics, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, that's a whole, I could do a whole show talking about that, how that irritates me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, what it is. But I just, I think it's going to cause some confusion. So hopefully they don't do a whole lot of chatting about it in the, in the actual script itself. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they've called him Captain Marvel in the comics for years. Anyways, they, they renamed him to Shazam back like 10 years okay, ago. Good. So I hope they keep it that way. Yeah. Anyway, so the, the rest of the show, man, might as well fucking be about goddamn director's cuts. So, uh, we're gonna right. we're gonna move right into Marvel <laughs> Universe news, and the first thing on the docket here is that Avengers: Infinity War might, and I, I'm dripping grains of salt off my fingers with this, might get a Thanos cut with deleted scenes that will dive into Thanos's backstory. Apparently, this will be the f- this will be the first time that Marvel's done a extended cut for any of the MCU films too. Exactly. So I think it's bullshit, but. Um, yeah, it, I mean, because Infinity War already was a Thanos cut movie, and it already is a movie about Thanos. It's a Thanos movie, right? Like, I, I don't. I mean, maybe if they make it, I'll watch it. It'd be cool, but I don't know how much more about Thanos they can get when the whole movie is about Thanos. Exactly. Like, I mean, sure. So they're they're, they're talking that the writers cut out thirty minutes of Thanos backstory. Okay, thirty minutes. Holy shit! Thirty minutes is what they're saying. And that that they're so it's gonna I mean, be a three and a half hour long movie. Yeah. Now they're saying that like the movie already like the the the, the Blu-ray release already has a fuckload of deleted scenes coming with it. Yeah. Like a shitload, man. A ton of special features, including a fucking gag reel, all sorts of shit. 
Which yeah. I expected. Yeah. This movie's fucking huge. <clears throat> but, you know, to to just into they're talking like they're not even going to fucking they're just going to reintegrate those scenes into the film and not tell a thing, a single person. They're not going to sell you know, it's going to be like a double whammy DVD. You're going to get the theatrical cut, you're going to get the special edition. And it, hey, whatever, like I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it too. Like, bring it the fuck on. If that's what's gonna happen, great. I'm you know I'm whatever. Maybe they should have kept their mouth shut about this shit too. I mean, how cool would it be a surprise? You buy the movie, all of a sudden, oh, there's an extra cut on here, and then I mean, how many how many stories would have been written about that instantly when people found out about that's it? That's what I'm saying. It would have been it would have blown up the fucking internet. Right. This this right here is it, it's different, but this right here is precisely why I stopped watching trailers beyond a teaser trailer. Right. Right? I agree with I, that. I got so sick after BVS of watching a trailer and like, well, I know most of the movie now. Dude, the thing that ruined it for me was uh, Homecoming. Yeah, well, Homecoming was just as bad as, as BVS, right? It was like, you watched the two and a half minute trailer, I was like, well, I now know every beat by beat for the movie that's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm right there with you. I'm no longer watching trailers for MCU films. Yeah, I watch, I watch teaser. If, if I'm already going to see it, I'll watch a teaser trailer and then that'll be it. Right. Right, and I have yet to see Ant-Man. However, I did watch the trailers for that. Oh, Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. I, I uh, funny story, real quick, if you allow me, you take two minutes of your show here. We recorded a review for it yesterday, yeah. And I edited and I edited the thing down yesterday, so I had it all done, ready to go up on Monday, and then the edit got corrupted on my computer, so I have to redo it. Uh, the you have to redo the edit or the episode. The I thought the episode because I thought my my whole file got corrupted, but it wasn't. It was just the edit file got corrupted. So I, have to, I I have both files. Now I have to re-edit the whole thing, oh, which I already spent two and a half hours editing at once. Uh, it's one of those things, man. <laughs> you know, I've I've been I've been known in the in the past to spend six hours photo, photoshopping anything, only to be like, yeah, fuck oh. this shit, and just x out of it and not save it and not ever look back. I've done that before too. Is, is what it is. Spend a, spend a day and just give up and move on. Yeah, one of those things, man. Yep. All right, so. Uh, in regards to more cuts and something that John said earlier, earlier Ryan Reynolds announces that Deadpool two will have a super duper cut. So this is exciting. I thought is anybody is, is anybody shocked by this though? No. I mean, yeah, I'm not at all. No, I'm not. I don't I, know I, I'm, the, I'm excited for it, but not not shocked. You know, and, and it's great because in the trailer they had a lot more stuff with the X Force that they didn't put in the movie. So I'm hoping that maybe we get some of that stuff. <laughs> I hope so too, because X Force was so short. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fucking funny, but it was short. <laughs> it was great. Oh, the Vanisher was the best though. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude, for sure. So yeah, I mean, I don't really feel the ne- necessary to read all of this, but it looks like it's coming out on August seventh, um, for digital, and August twenty first yep. for Blu Ray, and that the, um. Reynolds shared a video featuring Celine Dion's vocals and a couple of mysterious shots of Blu-ray's packaging. The video also called this new edition the, among other things, spandexier, and the version was released in, or then the version that was released in theaters. Yep. Now, at Comic-Con next week on Saturday, there is a uh, screening of this version. Oh, yes, I've that heard I'm gonna of this. Try, yes. I'm going to try, try and get to that on Saturday so I can, I can watch it That's early. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> It's going to be hard to get to because I'm pretty sure what they're doing is they're they're having a Deadpool panel on Saturday in Hall H, and then everybody who goes to that panel is going to get tickets to go see the movie, and so I'm going to have to try and get into that panel, which is panels at San Diego Comic Con are a pain in the ass. A lot of people will camp out the day before to get to them, and I'm not one to camp out for anything because I just don't care that much. But I might try and sneak my way into this are one. Are you going to try to get into the Hall H DC? Oh, uh, 
I can't decide yet because like I, I want to, but I don't want to camp out. Like last year when I went, people were people started camping out for Hall H on like Friday Friday midday. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. You so like, when I went, lot. right when I went years ago, like you would just go to Hall H, wait in line for an hour, and go in and sit and watch the stuff. Last year it was there. I mean, there was lines and people had tents out at like you know ten o'clock Friday morning. Right. I'm like, you're waiting to go to Hall H to watch a trailer. Right. Really? Yeah. When you're gonna be able to get it. <laughs> Uh, but like, presumably at the same fucking time they do. Well, what, what, what the best thing was is like they released the, the, the Justice League Comic Con trailer right at the in Hall H last year, and I shit you not, the panel ended, and ten minutes later at the DC booth, the Warner Brothers booth on in the main exhibition hall, they started playing it. <laughs> <laughs> and Quote I was like, unquote oh. exclusive for ten minutes. Yeah, totally worth it. Totally worth right. it. Right. Oh well, I can't blame you for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> All right. If you want to wait, if you want to wait in line, go for it. I mean, moving right, on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we'll go right into Star Wars news here. There's two little things. Excitingly enough, uh, it's officially announced that Billy D. Williams will return as Lando Calrissian in Episode Nine, which is Hell yeah. pretty fucking cool. It's about goddamn time. It's about time. I mean, he did reprise his role as Lando Calrissian in the Lego Movie, so that was cool. Oh, that's interesting. But this will be, this will be even better. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> And the uh, for those who give a shit, uh, Solo, the DVD and Blu-ray release date will be September 25th, 2018, and will be packed with special features, according to what I read. Nice. I still need to see that movie, and my son is killing me because he loves Star Wars, and he's been begging me to go see it. I just haven't had a chance to go see it with him yet. Listen, man, I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. Good. Good, good. I, I'm excited to see it, because I... I I like Star Wars, so I'll watch anything Star Wars. Yeah, I, you know, there's a couple of surprising things that happened in the movie, and I was like, holy fuck. Dude, and I don't know if you've got... Have you been spoiled on anything for that movie? I have not had any spoilers yet for okay. that movie, so... So I'm not going <laughs> like to spoil anything for you, but I will tell you this. If, if you were to give me a short list of characters of all of Star Wars that you think might show up in this movie, the one that does, I bet you is not on your list. Okay, now I'm excited. <laughs> I was fucking blown. I was like, holy fuck. Like, that is not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> nice. So it was really nice. fucking random and really, really cool and uh, totally worth, you know, all the all the turmoil that you go through mentally being like, is this going to be good? Is this going to be good? Right, right. Nice. Okay, cool. I will definitely find a way to see it now. I mean, I already <laughs> yeah, was going I'm- to, but now I'm going to. Make it more of a priority after probably after Comic Con though. Yeah, oh for sure. If you if you can find a theater to see it uh, at a matinee, dude, you're gonna be sitting fucking pretty. All right, cool. I, I always sit pretty. <laughs> All right. So the last thing on the news, John, are you a Dragon Ball Z fan? Not really. I've never got into it. Like, I mean, I don't hate it, but I never got like I I never got it. Like, I'd watch it with my friends. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. Right. Well, let me let me fill you in a little bit on what this news what this news article actually means. It's a little weird, okay? But you know, Dragon Ball has been around forever. Um, yeah, it has. So years ago, ages ago, they they released Dragon Ball. They have their cohesive story, the one that comes out you know weekly, blah 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 blah, blah whatever you want to call it, and that's the, that's right. the canon storyline. Yeah, yeah. And then they also have movies, which animes often do, that are different. They don't yep. typically follow a canon story. You know, some shit doesn't really add up. But most of the time, all the movies have some sort of weird connection to each other. Right. It's its, it's own canon. It's, yeah, it's its own, it's its own canon. That's a good way to put it. So, 
they had this character come out ages ago um, called Broly. He's you know he's a legendary Saiyan. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, they had three movies come out with him. He's super mega popular because he's super fucking powerful. Um, he was never ever brought to canon. And, really? Uh, yes. Until recently, he he she was brought to canon um, as a female. Oh, in a, in, interesting. And this is in the new canon um, Dragon Ball Super arc. It was the same exact fucking character, but as a as right. a female. And everyone was like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, that's fine. Let's go with that. Um, and it yeah. was really badass. It was really well done, and it was very well received. So now, right after Dragon Ball Super ends, with arguably the you know one of the craziest arcs that the series has ever seen, Immediately after it ends, a movie gets announced, which is fine. That happens, you know, whatever. They had Battle of the Gods. They had Resurrection F. They had all that stuff. This movie gets announced, and there's a teaser trailer for it. And people fucking go apeshit over the teaser trailer. You can't see what's going on in the teaser. You can't see who the villain is. And there's a ton of speculation, as there is with everything else, that it's some fucking character that I don't even know. Right, Um, right. Just two days ago, three days ago, something like that. They come out and say, okay, Legendary Super Saiyan Broly is the name of this movie. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, the the Dragon Ball Z fandom literally stops in its tracks and is like, oh, interesting. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening now? So they're moving forward with this. And, and they changed the canon of him for, like, and it's new. Like, it's a new canon storyline for this, the upcoming series. And interesting. It, it's it's mad fucking news, dude. It's like absolutely insane. Um, That's cool. Now Lane is a humongous superhero. Or I'm sorry, I'm a humongous Dragon Ball Z fan. He's not too keen on this news because he, he, he thinks <laughs> it's a little weird, and I agree with it. But nonetheless, I'm extremely excited to see what the fuck they're doing. In the in this thing, so that's the that's the news article. The big news is that the official. Legendary Super Saiyan Broly is coming back. The movie hits theaters in December of this year for J- Japan. But, nice. but Funimation, the, the company who dubs the series for Toonami and all that shit, they got the rights already for it and are already working on it to release next year, probably in the summertime, in American theaters. Interesting. You know, I just Googled Broly and it showed the, the first result was because uh, Google does, you know, tries to find like movie events, whatever. Yeah. Is it says showtimes for Dragon Ball Z Broly, the legendary Super Saiyan, is playing locally here in September. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that's the first three movies I was telling you about. Yeah. They're, so they're, they're doing it in theaters this, this September they're here. They're re releasing them in theaters. Um, uh. For some weird reason, they're doing this, probably for hype, I think. Yeah, probably. It has to be They're releasing hype. a lot of them. They're releasing the first three Broly movies, plus they're releasing another, like, um, there's a, a thing called, like, Fusion Reborn or something like that, that they're, and I think that has, yeah. I think that also has something to do with the, with this as well, with how they, with how they do it. I, I, I know you're not familiar right. with the characters in the, in the show, but they, the two strongest dudes, Goku and Vegeta, they like to freeze, fuse themselves together and make one yeah. warrior that's, like, super mega powerful and they fight, fuck shit up. I'm familiar with Goku because the whole like Goku versus Superman argument. Oh right, okay, yeah. So yeah, he's got so he's with got Go- another I, yeah. brother in, of the same planet that 
yeah tends to fuse with and you know it's really interesting stuff but that that is some mad fucking news to come out this week that i was like totally blown away by that is cool i mean cool for dragon ball z i mean i've always wanted to watch dragon ball z because everybody i know loves it but i just never i always i'd always watch like in the middle of a storyline like i don't know what's going on it's a pretty crazy (laughs) commitment man i mean and there's so many to watch it's like i don't I don't know if I want to commit to watching 9,000 episodes of a show. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to do it with somebody. Like, I had the luxury of doing it with Lane, which he has watched it. You know, he's binged it about, like, the way that some people binge The Office. Yeah. You know, and um, he was able to tell me, like, pretty well up front, like, hey, this next episode or next five or next seven episodes are all filler, and you don't need to watch them to know what's going on. Oh, that's good to know. So <laughs> we, would, I, we would just skip them. So I got, like, the uh, yeah. condensed version. And right. I still knew what was happening. I was like, this is great. Like, I didn't have to watch any filler, and it was fucking fabulous. Like, <laughs> Cut the crap out. Watch the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I was able to make it through the series rather quickly. Um, nice. And, you know, which took me to the new series, and I was, I was you know, totally thrilled by. So I'm I'm very excited about the, the prospect of Broly coming back. That's really interesting. Nice. That's interesting. That's cool. <laughs> good job, guys. Yay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well... Interestingly enough, John, you have given me the longest episode of the Fandom Vibe yet. I mean, did you expect it not to be when you bring somebody on who like who will just talk about whatever and go on tangents? I mean, no, I, I, I mean, I was, told, I was absolutely <laughs> expecting it. So, I'm, but it's cool. I, I, I've told nobody that this is happening. So, nice, um, nice little surprise. Yeah, whenever I release it, they're gonna be like, "Holy fuck!" I wonder if this is a mistake. <laughs> Like this, like us recording is a mistake. Oh no, I, no, they're probably gonna think like, I wonder if this is actually supposed to be an episode of Nerdtalkalypse and not the oh. fandom vibe. Oh, I mean, you, it could be whatever you want it to be, but it's fandom vibe because y'all talk about we talk about news, That's right? That's right? all we're doing. I mean, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I had fun. It was yeah, good, dude. It was a good discussion. I, you know, I, I, uh, I would have just blown right through this. Yeah, I was like halfway through, and I had only eight minutes recorded yesterday. Oh jeez, this is a bit, this is a, a little bit longer than eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that was what I made the show to be, just like a a quick little. Yeah. Because dude, Lane and I would do episodes so infrequently that we would do news that I had had in here for fucking ever, and by the time I got to it, I'm like, this is old as fuck. Like, yeah, this doesn't matter. Nobody <laughs> talks about this anymore. So I was like, I was like, look, if you want to just do movies, that's fine and dandy, but I need to put out news more frequently. Yep, 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 and you do, and it's great. Yeah, so that's what I've been working on. That's what I've been doing in my spare time. And then, you know, and, and we did an episode of Nerd Talk Lips just like last week or something like that for Solo. Nice. And it, that was the first one since fucking Deadpool. So I was just like, whatever, it needed to be done. Yeah, right. You got you got to do what you got to do to make it work, right? Yeah, we still haven't even seen fucking Ant Man. So who the fuck knows when our review for that will come out? I uh, well go see it tomorrow and do it tomorrow. I wish. I cha- I challenge you to do one by this next weekend. I, man, I don't know if that can happen. <laughs> Fine, I challenge you to do one by the end of the year. That'll happen probably. There you go. <laughs> Give you a, a, a nice easy knockdown challenge you can do, right? right? Absolutely. Well, he just got a new job, so like it's hard to. Oh yeah. You know, we're just we're it's, still trying to man, adjust. Dude, we're trying to adjust too, because like you know, Kendrick and I are pretty. Uh, prolific in recording stuff but like i just got a different i just got a i changed roles at work like twice in the last two months and my wife just got a job working with me at my at where i work so like we're adjusting to the fact that we're both working now and like have longer hours and 
Kenrick's been doing a lot of working and it's like, okay, how do we get in these episodes to keep up our track and keep up what we're doing? And just adjustments suck. Oh, absolutely. I understand. Well, it, you know, it sucks because, you know, he works every day of the week and my days off are random and oh, yeah. my real big money makers are on weekends when he's off. So, like, what the fuck? When the yeah. fuck are we going to go see a movie? You know, it's just one of those things. Like, right. Right. Yeah. So when we first started, when we first started Spoiler Country, I worked from home, like, all the time. So I could record when I could just, whenever I needed to, I just record because I was already at home during the day and I could just work my work around it. Now I actually go into the office, so it, it makes it a little bit harder to do. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. So, I mean, but it is what it is. It's, it's, it's fun. You get it done. You do what you do, right? Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. That's what I always say. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, oh, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Not like you pestered me or anything. <laughs> well, I, I did. I did kind of. Uh, I told you I was going to crash your show and force my way into it. So, well, you did, and I'm glad you did because it was a good discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, anytime, anytime you want me on, just let me know. And I'll, I'll happy to. If I if I can, I'll jump oh, on. Awesome. Good to know. All right. Well, sounds good. Uh, I think I don't know when the hell I'm going to do another episode. I guess whenever more news comes out. Probably there's probably if I had to uh, wager. There's not going to be a whole lot of news, like at all, until San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, so you probably you could probably do another episode next week after, or well, in a, a week from today probably after Comic Con ends, or a week from Monday. I mean, right, right. So that'll be that'll be interesting. So if unless you're feeding me yeah. some really juicy pieces of meat out of Comic Con, then I can that I can you know get on and quickly do some some yeah. rapid discussion about then. I I will feed you what I can. Awesome. Honestly. Looking forward to I'll it. I'll send you what I can. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. I will chat with you later. All right. Later, man.